I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. There it is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto, let's have some fun today. A uh, live from Las Vegas show. Not live, it's recorded. Live to tape. Uh, nice and cool 108 all week long here in the Las Vegas desert. But it's a dry heat. It's so a dry you, heat, you know? You never feel it. Yeah. I hope everyone had a fantastic 4th of July weekend week, early week. How's that work? Is it technically hump day now? Thursday, three-day work week? Everyone still has all their fingers, hopefully. Got digits, right? I, uh, it's officially summer because I have flip-flop tans on my feet and tank top tans on my body. It's officially summertime. It's it's we're we're balls deep in the summer, and we are also just balls deep in the off season. Sixty six days away until week one. Mm. Sixty six weeks, sixty six days until we're watching Raiders stomp the Broncos again. Getting closer. First, uh, first topic. I really want to get into this. So glad that we are. Brittany Mahomes, wife of Patrick Mahomes, is under fire from PETA and fans. She was caught taking a picture with dolphins, and now PETA is going after her. They wrote, PETA, the organization wrote, We know you love companion animals, but we hope to see you extend your compassion to marine life too. I don't think Brittany seems to care, but PETA and fans going after Miss Mahomes. If anything, I think they should both be in jail for their atrocities. Yeah, how dare she hug that dolphin? I mean, yeah, how come there's no pictures of Patrick Mahomes? I'm assuming it's because he was probably having sexual relations with the animals. Uh, well, yeah, that, that blowhole at the top there was just too inviting. It's, it's just too tempting. You know what I mean? So I think really the only thing that can be done, if there's any decency and any righteousness – any justice in this world, Patrick Mahomes is either going to go to prison for the rest of his life or get traded to the Raiders. Those are the only two options if there's any justice on planet Earth. Either one of them is justified. Either one. It's uh, it's it's crazy how PETA, which I think 99.99% of people can be like, oh, the ethical treatment of animals. Like, I'm for that. And managed to take the most easily digestible and like soft-hearted thing that no one would be against and somehow became so crazy that everyone hates them and they're a joke. Like, it takes yeah. a real gift. It's like it's like running an evil orphanage. Like it takes a real special stupid to take the ethical treatment of animals organization and become a joke when you just do shit like this. It's like I talked about it in my live it's like when you embrace being the heel, you know, yeah. when you go full heel mode and you embrace it, it's just, it's something nice to see because it's, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, I, I can definitely appreciate it. Well, it's like, it's like every time, like instead of they're like, oh, like you're a piece of shit because you had a piece of bacon. It's like, oh man, 
we demand an apology and you're awful because you took a picture next to a dolphin. Like, who are they trying to appeal to? Like, the 1% of the craziest animal lovers? Like, wouldn't you want to be like, hey, guys, let's start with factory farming. How about that? Like, we can all agree. Probably there's some things yeah. we can do there to, to make things better. Let's, like, let's start there. But instead, they're just like, you take a picture with a dolphin, you're going to hell. It's like, yeah, like you said, let's start with the thing, like the atrocities and work our way back. Mm-hmm. You know? Like let's let's stop freaking seal line clubbing, you know. Let's just let's work on those things, you know what I'm saying? Like and not swimming with dolphins that are like freaking flipper and just happy and jumping around afterwards. Like there's a lot worse things out there. And I understand that they want to combat every single thing, but like you said, it's turned them into a joke. Well, it's it's they they chase the publicity, which I understand. It's like, oh, it's Patrick Mahomes' wife. Let's jump on this, right? You know, they're clout chasers. But cloud chase on someone who actually is shitty to animals instead of like taking a picture next to it a dolphin in Hawaii. Oh, whatever. All I know is Patrick Mahomes, he should be in prison and should never play football again because he's such an evil, evil person. And PETA, hey, if PETA says you're a piece of shit, I'm on board. So uh, whether he's in jail or not, we don't know exactly. Sign me what up the for that. Entails for uh, some things. Um, ESPN did an article on the most intriguing players in 2023. And there's a lot of them that make a lot of sense, right? Tua Tagovailoa, uh, Aaron Rodgers. There's a lot of guys where it's like, hey, they're in an interesting place or we don't know what they're going to do or we don't know what this season's going to look like for them. Devontae Adams was the 10th one that they did. And this is what ESPN had to say. Adams forced his way out of Green Bay last season so he can go to the Raiders and play with his college buddy, Derek Carr. But the Raiders benched Carr late in the 2022 season and released him in February. Adams has spoken publicly about his disappointment over losing Carr and even about his skepticism regarding the acquisition of Jimmy G and the plan that Coach McDaniels is putting in place. Um, yada, yada, yada. They've talked about how Adams, he's chimed in here and there about how he's, you know, some things he's not happy about, but he, you know, he's still part of the team, all that kind of shit. But they end with this. Some might say they appear to be worse than the team that finished the 2021 season as a playoff run under interim coach Rich Bisaccia with Carr's its emotional leader. If that's the case, will Adams want out at the trade deadline question mark after the season question mark? The potential for Adams to be on the move again so soon after bailing out on Green Bay is worth watching. And if it comes to that, it might be hard to blame him. Hmm. A lot of verbiage I don't agree with in there. Like what? I don't know that he bailed out on the on the Green Bay. It, How would that, you describe that, it? I mean, he what actually happened was demanding a he, trade, I think is fair to say bailout. No, I don't think so. Because it wasn't like he's like, you know what, you guys suck, and um, you know, you guys aren't doing what I want you guys to do. Uh, as far as the team goes, it's like, no, you are doing something and you're screwing around with me as far as money-wise goes for multiple seasons. And I told you what I was going to do if you did this, and you did it anyway. So I don't, I don't think he was bailing. I think there was a lot of communication, uh, you know, with – I look at bailing as simply just he chose to leave. That's all I look at as. Uh, it's, it, again, it, it, it has a different – connotation when you say bailing mm-hmm. but um 
I don't know that he's ne he was necessarily up in arms upset that they moved on from Derek Carr. Uh, I think he was, you know, disappointed that it happened. But from what I remember, he understood. And uh, as far as him demanding a trade, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, he's done it before. And he's a pretty he's a pretty principled guy. Like everyone we talk to, you know, it's not like so these so many wide receivers, they just get like a hair up their ass and they're just like, I'm the star, I want out, give me this, give me that. Right. So many wide receivers are like that. That's not Devontae Adams. He's no. much more level headed, kind of stick to his guns kind of guy. And he left because he thought he could win some Super Bowls with his college teammate and the team that uh you know was coming off the playoffs and let's add you know, new coach, new GM, you, you know, let's, let's go win some shit. And uh, last season obviously didn't go that way. And he's, he's talked about how he's just not all too happy with some of these, with some of the moves that are going on. Mm -hmm. I, I guess if there's, if there's any player on the Raiders who I think could feasibly demand a trade, it would be Devontae Adams. I think he's the only one. Like the other like high-priced guys that are like, hey, I don't want to waste my prime here. Um, Max isn't going anywhere. I don't see – I mean, Jacobs, we obviously know what's going on, right? He's not demanding a trade. That's a different contract situation. But with Devontae, he's like, I want to win some Super Bowls. I've got two years of prime left before I kind of start to maybe start slowing down a little bit. I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy to think that Devontae if things go south again this season, right? Another five win season or something. Devontae says, get me out of here. And some Super Bowl contender who needs some help, a wide receiver, make a move. Yeah, I mean, I can see if if they if there's a total implosion this year again. Uh you know, there's 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 nowhere else to look. It's like, okay, yeah, you came in here and could it be the fact that it was the coaching and the and the moves that they made in the offseason? Could it be the fact that they just it wasn't a good marriage between coach and quarterback? And for what however you want to slide the scale back and forth, it just didn't work. Okay, we, we're bringing in people that you know are proven to to work better with what the coach and, and wants to do. Um, it should be an improvement, right? Uh, yeah. If that improvement isn't there, it's like okay, look, it's just not going to happen. You you didn't do it with with people that were already here. You didn't do it with people that you brought in. So you know it's not. I'm not going to be here for uh, you know a third chance. So I can see that happening for sure. Devonte Adams has the uh, the third highest cap hit on the team, fourteen point seven million. Um, thirty nine million dollars pre June one. This or you know of uh. Of a of a cap hit of the of dead money. Now that's going to be dropped a lot this season, right? When he gets mm -hmm. into this season, but that would be a very expensive trade <laughs> for us cap wise. If he if he gets really really pissed off and demands it, and that's an issue, want to be cheap? Want to be cheap? He got a very big contract last season. Yeah, it, it would have to be a situation where key components of this team were healthy. Uh, it, it just didn't work out it just things didn't work out and it wasn't like uh oh man this this guy got injured that got injured I, I understand why things happened the way they did because we we didn't get it the team that we, we we thought we were gonna put on the field was never there yeah uh that that's one thing and that and I I, I I can see where he 
can be a little bit more forgiving of that. Um, if the moves that they made just didn't work because they didn't work on the field, not because of any type of other thing, I can definitely see him if that were to happen. Yes. I think also too, he's going to need a good place to land, right? Cause when he demanded the trade, it was several things lined up. He wasn't sure where Aaron Rodgers was going to be. He didn't want to be stuck without a quarterback with his prime coming to an end. They kind of fucked around with him money wise. Um, best friend and college teammate was on the team that he rooted for as a kid. Like all those things lined up perfectly for Devontae Adams. Like I said, he's not one of these wide receivers that are just like me, 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 me. I'm, I got I caught a wild hair on my ass. Get me out of here. He's mm-hmm. much awful than that. And so I think, um, I think not just what happens in Las Vegas, like let's say, you know, worst case scenario, things go terrible and he's wasting his prime. I don't think he'd be one of the, I don't, he doesn't seem like one of the guys that's like, get me out. I don't care where. It's, I want to make sure where I go works for me and is going to be better and gives me a chance. I mean, yeah, the thing is, is he, though, like you said, those things have to line up perfectly because honestly, I don't see us trading somebody just because they say they want to be traded. Mm. It's got to be a right situation for the team as well. If not, well, then guess what? You're going to stick around. Yeah. Uh, we made a, we, we made a large investment in you money wise. And also, um, you know, we trade up for of two premium picks for you. Premium picks that we need because we're a team that's growing and building. We need those two picks, but we took we, we sent those picks away for you. And we're happy with your production, but we want to get your worth. We're not gonna just, you know, put you on the bargain bin and get and get a you know a third and a fourth round pick for you. Like, no, we're gonna get what we deserve for you. So it have to be, it, it have to be full rebuild. Like this season goes to shit. Right. And it's yeah. just like, and, and, like and, all right. And, and why it over. goes to shit. And why it goes to shit is also important. Yeah. It, it, it has to be this just didn't work out. The moves didn't work, you know, whatever the team's not responding or whatever. But it can't be like this person got hurt, that person got hurt. Then you can be like, look, man, when we're on the field, right, you know, what we were looking for, we never got to see. But yeah, it, it, I, well, if we, it's a full yeah, rebuild, yeah. He, he's yeah. the first guy to go. Right, because for sure, he's, he's, he's that, the he's one that that's that bringing the most money. He's that age. Honestly, he's really the only high player guy that I think we would move on from if it was a full rebuild. Right, like, well, yeah, he's not a homegrown guy, and um, he's he's somebody that can definitely help a team with offense right away. Right now, and, and and the rest of our big money players are basically all young guys that you'd want to build around a rebuild. Right, like Max Crosby has ten years of prime left. Hunter Renfro. 10 years of prime left. Um, Colton Miller, six years of prime left. Like it's basically like Chandler Jones. We're going to, we want to get rid of as soon as we can. Right. Cap wise. Jimmy Garoppolo is a bandaid. No one's planning. I mean, it'd be amazing. If he started playing amazing and stayed healthy, became a franchise quarterback. Like if he that, pulled the great. Jim Plunkett coming from freaking new England, if he pulled a Jim Plunkett and just like miraculously was able to stay healthy and perform uh, at a consistent level to where he was at his high, that would be amazing. We've I mean, seen that, that, before, I mean, but... that's the wet dream, right? That yeah, that's that, that's the that. hope. Jimmy G. But I think realistically, we're all kind of like, all right, he's the band-aid until we find a long-term solution. Yeah. Then it's Devontae. He's really the only dude that's like kind of older, a win now, big contract guy. Like everyone, like that's as I kept saying last season, too. It's like, oh, it's gonna be a full rebuild. It's like we don't have a roster that could be a full rebuild. The only two guys that that would make sense to get rid of on a full rebuild was Carr and Waller. Like that's it. Everyone else is 
young dudes you want on a rebuild. So I think that's the other part too, right? Is if is if we go full rebuild, Devontae's gone, or if everything goes terrible and he has a perfect landing spot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I see the the article got me intrigued because of Devontae's situation, but it's gonna take a lot of things, I think, to move on from Devontae or have Devontae demand leaving. Yeah, like I said, if you have one of the top players in their in their position in the league, a lot of things have to fall into place for this to happen. It just so happened that they fell into place for us to get him. Mm-hmm. I don't know that, and 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 I don't know that Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler are the kind of guys that are just going to panic and, and trade somebody just because they're unhappy. I just don't think that's going to happen. It's, it's going to have to be the right trade coming back. Well, the Josh Jacobs saga continues. Um, at what point should we start to be worried? Because we're both still, okay, look, the saga's going on. We're both pretty sure he's going to play. But as we inch closer and closer to training camp, training camp's coming up in uh, less than three weeks, mm-hmm. right? One agent who now writes for CBS um, had this to say. Uh, Joel Corey, former agent in the NFL, had this to say about Josh Jacobs. Jacobs has publicly expressed frustration with the situation. He recently tweeted, bad business, with the assumption being he isn't happy about the franchise tag and the lack of a long-term deal. His financial demands are unknown. Jacobs had a career, blah, 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 blah. Played great. Low mileage. Here's all his money. But he said, to close it all off, he wouldn't be surprised if he sits out camp. As an unsized franchise player, Jacobs could be fined $50,000 for each day of training camp he missed. His attendance wouldn't be required because of the absence of a signed contract. He wouldn't be withholding services. He's contractually obligated to perform, which changes things a little bit, right? Yeah. Changes things a little bit. At, at what point do we start getting worried about Josh Jacobs? Okay. Until day one when he doesn't show up at camp? or no, can we get I've been worried? thinking about this. If one or both of the other franchised running backs sign a deal and he doesn't, that's when we should worry. Okay. So in a Any perfect deal scenario, or a specific deal? No, no, no. Any deal. Because okay. that's now the market, right? So that's it's basically a game of chicken. Who's going to sign a deal that is not going to – I'm I'm pretty sure that the the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Raiders don't want to um, set the new market for running backs. Yeah. Right. So um, if whoever, let's say uh, it's, um, I keep forgetting his fucking name. The guy from uh, from the Cowboys. The the Tony Pollard. Pollard. There we go. Yeah. Pollard or Barkley. If they, if either one of them signs a deal that's, you know, can be looked at as more of a team friendly deal, even though it's maybe like, like we talked about, two years, 19 million or something like that, right? Two years, 20 million with incentives. Who knows? Yeah. But it's not anything to write home about. Um, and then Josh Jacobs' sister says, no, I'm not going to sign that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to cave. I'm going to, I'm, I deserve, you know, 13 million or $14 million because the rookie's getting 13 and change. 
um, that's when we should worry. If nothing happens, it's basically like, look, sign the it, it, right. Like, he doesn't have a lot of leverage. Neither one of these running backs have a lot of leverage. Yeah, they have they have a guaranteed 10, 10 and change, ten point one or something like that, on the table for one year. And um, if let's say, for example, Tony Pollard says, like, you know what, fucking fine, I'll sign it. I'll sign my franchise tag. And, and then and and, and then uh, Josh Jacobs doesn't. Then we can worry also as far as as that, as that goes because it's like okay, well you know what this guy caved. It's 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 going to be a domino effect, right? And if he doesn't cave, you're like all right, fuck it, we're not going to get him in. I, I I wonder I wonder if I'm with you if like you know the Giants cave and they're like all right, three years, thirty six million, you know, for Barkley or something. Like, then I'm like shit. <laughs> now we're well, we almost have to, you know, right? Um, I'm opposite if like Tony Pollard signs like a two year 16, like we've been talking about, right? And I'm like, oh, cool, like that's good. Now it's like, all right, Josh, see what they're doing. I wonder if just signing the tag would affect what Josh Jacobs does. I know that like the the, the polar opposites of a big contract, little contract will affect us. I wonder if he's, I wonder if that's going to affect what he does. I really wonder because I think I think he thinks like, look, I'm I'm the rushing leader from last season. I'm the one with all the yards after contact, and I'm the one that stayed healthy all last season. I wonder if he's like, all right, these guys, that doesn't apply to me. This is you guys are different. Yeah, I see. I don't think so uh, because I, I honestly don't think so from um, from a leverage perspective. There's he's going to lose even more. Uh, not that he has enough right now, much right now, but what he any leverage he does have right now, if one of the other running backs signs their franchise tent, a tag, he's going to lose that. Um, and I think the um, agent, his agent, will will understand that um, and say, "Look, man, so and so caved. That's what's like basically the going market right now for a top running back is to sign the franchise tag." All three of you were holding out. So and so caved. It's it's time for us to do that and put a strategy together for next season to get a, a an extension or a new contract next year. Wait and see, wait and see. But again, it's like every single day I'm just like 05 percent more worried. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. It's I mean, look. clocks ticking. The sands of the hourglass are going down. If all three of those guys refuse to sign their franchise tag and all three of those guys sit out, okay. I just don't see it happening. Didn't Pollard sign his tag that he was just trying to get a long-term deal? Then he signed and still – am I missing something? Let me see. That blows my shit out of the water if he signed it. I don't know that he signed it or not. I know that yeah, Barkley, he did. he did. Pollard has signed his franchise tag. ESPN reported Thursday. Well, then that, that leaves Saquon Barkley. By signing the franchise tag, Pollard and Cowboys will have until July 17th to agree to a new contract. Oh, he signed the um there's the three different tag? franchise tags. Yeah. There's the one where you're locked in, the one where you can be like he did that one. That makes sense. The yeah, that's what it was. That's why it's so confusing. A different tag. Yeah, he signed that one. Okay. Huh. But yeah, so yeah, he's he's Almost in the same situation. Almost in the same situation. But Jacobs is even more so, right? He didn't even sign, you know. Sign well, anything. I mean, he's he's in the worst position out of the three because at least Barkley showed up. Yeah. 
even though he wasn't under contract. He didn't do anything, but at least he showed up. I honestly, th- I honestly think, and I said this in the in the live that if if Josh Jacobs were to show up, even though he didn't do anything, I think it would it would maybe be a little bit more of a conversation point where they can maybe work on some stuff. Even though I mean he's not in the room making the deal and like hammering out the deal. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it'd be a better show. Uh, of good faith on his part that, um, you know, it's that delicate balance, right? It's like, that's yeah, tough. It's tough. He, I don't, don't want to seem like I'm waffling, but it's, it's a tough situation. Does he feel like it's a, it's a negotiation where playing hardball is going to, is going to get you the best result or is it the type of negotiation where you do kind of show your hand and show up for lack of a better word weakness. It's, that's the wrong word to use, but you know what I'm getting yeah, at? Yeah, like, yeah. Hey guys, you know, I'm here. I want what's best you've kind of given an inch a little bit, but sometimes that's what gets you guys on the right t- on the right path. It's like, Oh man, I appreciate the gesture. Let's talk some more. Or does it make, does it make the Raiders think like, Oh yeah, he's cracking Hold tight boys. He's cracking. He's not, he's, he's, he's cracking. Uh, I mean, that's what your agents for. Yeah. That's what your agent is to lay, lay the groundwork and be like, look, it, it, as a show of good faith, Josh has decided to, you know, Come and be with the team and work out, but you know, not do anything on the field. Just you know, he's gonna do off the field stuff and and get worked on and keep and get healthy. Uh, but this is this does not change our position. That's why he needs to. That's why you have a good a good uh, agent for that. It's so hard. Like it's such a bitch to get um, who players are which with which agents because I'd love to know between Pollard, Barkley, and Jacobs who the agents are. Like, do two of them have the same agent? And that I'll take a look. Let's take a look. That changes things. Uh, I googled Josh Jacobs' agent. Couldn't find anything. Mm. Who is Josh Jacobs' agent? Book Josh Jacobs' speaker. That doesn't help. Because that's what I think can change a lot of things is who's handling this. Mm -hmm. Like Darren, Darren Waller was like, you, the Raiders are like, Nope, Darren Waller, we're not giving you a contract, not giving you a contract, not giving you a contract. He signs with the new agent, bam, highest paid tight end. Right. Like that that matters, dude. Rosenhaus knows what's up. Fuck. Yeah. Anyway, we'll research that. We'll talk about it later because I think that's another layer to this. Is who's where? Uh, Read some what a winbacks. Sure, why not? We're here. Might as well. Might as Robert well. Davila, I hope we tank to get a quarterback. I mean, <laughs> if you're ever going to tank for a quarterback, this next draft. It's the one to do it. It's the one to do it. I uh, I can't imagine the Raiders tanking with. Signed Jimmy G to 33 million guaranteed. Like that just that would be the that would be such a ridiculously bad move by Raiders GM and the entire management. If you're like, we're gonna pay 33 guaranteed to an injury prone band-aid quarterback and then tanking. Like that would be so stupid. That makes no sense. I definitely don't want him to tank because I don't want to think <laughs> the team is that incompetent because that makes zero zero sense like you, you wouldn't you wouldn't uh keep like we're talking about Devonte adams you wouldn't keep a Devonte adams you know like we talked about like 
four players that are the best at their position, arguably, you wouldn't try to keep those four guys if you're trying to tank. Like you will want to get assets for those players. Yep. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, well, well no, I, I mean, I think you would you would keep Max and Carlson because they're young guys. Like you could like if you're planning to be good in three years. You still want Colton Miller, Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro. Like, if you believe in these guys, like, that's that's fine. You're like, okay, these they're young enough. These are core guys that will be part of the rebuild. It's Jimmy G at $33 million guaranteed as a Band-Aid quarterback. That makes no sense. I mean, you move on from Devontae and you, and you don't sign Jimmy G string. Like, no way. All right. So, Josh Jacobs is, is represented by SIG. Sports yep. International Group, uh, Saquon. I think it's Rock. Okay. Uh, yeah, Rock Nation Sports, and Pollard is MS World. So they're all different agents. All different. Okay. Now this is a great chance to see, like, if you're a running back coming out of college and looking to pick an agent, which agency gets their running back what they want. Yeah, they're all very they're all very similar, right? They're all good at differenty things. Like Pollard came out, came on late, and proved that he can be amazing. Barkley's the most diverse and dynamic out of them, most injury prone. Josh Jacobs is coming off the best single season of his career and um, put up great numbers in his career. Like they're all like they're all. It's like 1A, 1B, 1C, right? You can make an argument of why each one's better than the other one. So it it comes down to who you're dealing with as the GM in the franchise and who your agent is. Yeah, it all depends on the situation, too, as far as the team-wise. Boogie's Mulab, 4031. I truly believe our offense will surprise folks this year. What is a, what is a surprise? Because the offense was... Top 12 last season. I mean, it was a good offense, not amazing, but it was a it was a good offense. Um yeah, it was above average. What would, what would be a surprising what would be a surprising offense for the Raiders? Top seven. Close to the top five around there. Because we had this conversation, five, six, right? Like people were saying, I think yeah. I think we're having top five offense. It's like, well, we're gonna have to be better than a lot of really good offenses to be top five. Like there's some, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. I'll be honest with you. It wasn't for lack of opportunity. Mm. You know, um, there was a lot of stuff floating around last week about some of our issues in the red zone. And, mm. you know, we're kicking a lot of field goals, a lot of short field goals in the red zone. Mm. Um, Jimmy G just happens to be some, one of the top, I think three or four quarterbacks, in the NFL uh, as far as um, completion percentage in the red zone, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, bodes well for, for us. Um, now, can he get um, the team into the red zone as often as the previous quarterback did? He's just got to work in tandem. I mean, it's, it's, it's two things, right? It's does Jimmy G string stay healthy mm-hmm. and can, can the head coach get the offense together? Because the pieces are there, right? You can't, you can't, the talent is unquestionably there. Devontae, Hunter, Jacobs, an O line that's improving. Um, it's just like the Jacoby, like the weapons are there, right? 
I mean, you're spending. You're, you're, they're, the, they're the most expensive offense in the NFL. I mean, you it, all you need, all you need the glue it, to put it together. Yeah, it's something that I wrote down as as a, as an option for a topic. Is what can we expect from the highest paid offense in the NFL? Aside from injury, right? Yeah. If they're there, what can you expect? Well, you can expect them to be a top offense. Um, how is that going to happen? Is we have somebody who is a facilitator plus, right? Somebody who can get the ball where it needs to go and get, get it into the playmaker's hands so they can make plays plus that one or two throws a game where the quarterback needs to be the one to make the play. Can how consistent can our quarterback be at doing that? Because we have the weapons mm-hmm. and we have an offensive line that performed better than what people might think. And, you know, hopefully we can show up some of that uh, that gap at, at right guard. Um, and you have, you know, a, a gelled together group of offensive linemen that are going to get better than the next season together. Continuity. We do that. Continuity, right? But look, we have the weapons. They're there. An- another year in the system uh, for these guys. You have some redundancy with, with Hunter Renfro and Jacoby Myers. Like, they're they're pretty much the same player. Uh but like like roster construction, it doesn't make sense. But once Sunday rolls around, none of that matters. Now it's like okay, yeah. you, now you have that. Like, that's a that's a thing you want, right? If money isn't yeah. right on Sunday when it, that all the contracts are done, it's like we've okay. got all these great. Well, that's what I'm saying is now 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 you need somebody who has the ball in their hand who can get the ball where it needs to go on time where the players can make plays. If we have that, and again, this is the difference between the players, the quarterbacks that are the ones who make things happen and they're like, oh, miraculously, this guy just wins game. It's it's that there's a couple of throws, a couple of decisions, a game that really kind of tilted between wins and losses. We saw how many close losses we had last year. Those are decisions one way or the other that just happened that didn't happen to go our way. If we have a quarterback that can make those plays, one or two of them a game, but every all the other times make the sound decision, he didn't have to be a world beater all the time. It just needs to be the, the you know make that play one or two times. That's where I think we can push the needle up forward a little bit because the weapons are there. Yeah. Ken Cress thirty six sixty five. If the team has no loyalty to the player, the player will have no loyalty to the team. Your trade scenarios were implode. Team unity. McDaniel's may have already done that. Like, you know, football players are humans too, and emotions are always a part of things. But you just got to get this, like, team loyalty. That's a fan thing. That's a fan thing, right? Now, it's true that, you know, like any job you do in life, right? Like, what's the main reason you're at that job? It's like, well, they they pay me what I think I need. Like, I need the money. They're probably going to pay me around the most. That's why I'm here. And that's generally the bulk of our job decision-making. Just like football players, very you know that 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 mentality is still kind of the same. But you don't always do everything job related a hundred percent based on salary. Like, you know, if I'm getting a hundred thousand dollars a year, but it's super stressful, I have an hour and a half long commute both ways in LA traffic, and then I have another job offer that's eighty grand a year, it's twenty grand less, but I get to work from home. I might take that. I'll take a little less money. For quality of life and other things. Maybe Josh Jacobs loves Vegas. He's like, look, I 
I don't want them to know this, but I'll take a little less because I want to be here. I love it here. I have a Raiders tattoo for crying out loud. But the idea of just like loyalty trumping everything, you need to get that completely out of your mind. It is a it is a it is a factor well below salary. It doesn't trump anything. And honestly, I don't I don't see what he's saying about imploding team unity. I don't understand that. I, I, I don't I don't see it. Um, and as far as showing no loyalty to the player, I mean, it wasn't like they didn't offer him, you know, to make him a top 10 paid quarterback for this season. They still offered him the franchise tag. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't like other other players from other teams. It's not like we're the freaking, you know, early 90s, mid 90s fucking Bengals. Where they refused to pay anybody. After Boomer Esiason had left, they refused to pay anybody until the early 2000s when they got Carson Palmer. Now, once they drafted Carson Palmer and they knew they had something at quarterback, then they were spending money on the team. But before then, they wouldn't spend money on anybody. So it's not like we're not like we're not that. We we spend money on the players. It's a franchise tag team. Or a, a, it's a, it's a salary cap league, and we're spending at about the salary cap. Like, like basically every other team. Like, you gotta stop with this. Like, oh, they're just cheap. They don't want to pay. It's like it's Dude, gonna go somewhere. Devontae else. is the highest paid wide receiver. Max is a top three paid freaking edge. Uh, you know, Carlson. Carlson is a top paid uh, kicker. You have Colt Miller making big money at left tackle. It's like if you're that guy, you're gonna be paid. You know, commensurate to the rest of the league. So if you're the top guy in the league, you're gonna we're gonna pay you what the top players are paying, getting paid. That that whole freaking um, what's that dude's name from Atlanta? The guy that just got oh the rookie. Yeah, yeah, the rookie. That's a different type of thing because it's a rookie contract, and that's how it felt. That's like kind of how it happened. Uh, the um, the um, McCaffrey um, contract is like an old contract that these players aren't give, being given that contract anymore. Yeah. Okay. So I understand what you're saying as far as like, I don't understand what he's saying. Ken is saying about this, but I don't, I don't know. It's, I think this is, these are all kind of narratives that we're pushing. It's like a negatives on McDaniels. I'm not saying that he doesn't have enough negatives already, but to say that he's imploding team unity. I, I don't, I don't see that. Not yet. At least. Well, that's it for us. Um, Again, we'll continue to keep following Josh Jacobs. Short show today, a little late night for me. We got uh, a busy week of work, but we'll. I think we covered everything we need to cover. But yeah. until next time, knock on wood if you're with me. Uh-huh.